Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. It has been two weeks since we have recorded, so we do have plenty of t- plenty to talk about. Um, you know, with Feast Week and everything going on there. Uh, a couple MAC upsets. Uh, a couple other good wins for MAC teams. A lot of stuff to talk about on the on the national standpoint. So let's get right to it. My name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Gorski. Let's do it. able to record last week just because of our general busyness so true (laughs) yeah it's been uh yeah so we haven't recorded since since well before thanksgiving um so so how was your holiday we'll start out there (laughs) hey man it was uh like we were just talking about it before we started recording um that break felt like not a break at all um but I mean, ate some good food. Bills won. Uh, watched some, watched some quality hoops. So, yes. I mean, I I can't complain. I guess uh, it was it was it was as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Th- things things are looking up uh, for me today. I just fixed my skateboard. Uh, I had some KFC for dinner tonight. Hey. And uh, yeah, I, I I gotta tell you, um, I've lived I've lived at Canisius for four years now. This is my fourth year here. I never knew there was a KFC five minutes away until like a week ago. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> never knew. About to say, you <laughs> learn something new every day. Yeah. So, and like, it's worth it. I got, yeah. I got chicken tenders, fries, uh, a biscuit, a cookie, and a drink for like six bucks. <laughs> nice. Very worth it. <laughs> I'm very excited about it, as you can tell. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway. Uh, a lot of MAC teams in action uh, over the past handful of days. We'll jump into it. We missed how many Canisius games? Did we missed four uh, since we last recorded. They lost to Cleveland State, eighty to seventy. Uh, beat Fredonia, a Division three opponent, one hundred and six to forty. Biggest uh, margin of victory in Canisius history in that one. Um, they beat Coppin State by one seventy six seventy five, and then last night lose to Cornell, eighty nine to. 75 i was at all four of those games um i've been to what five straight canisius games one two i believe so i think it's five yeah and i'll be at two more this weekend (laughs) um you know it's not this is what happens when you have a five game homestand and all the road games you're playing are close so Mm -hmm. um anyway the game last night uh we'll jump into that first because that's some more that's some more recent one uh, they played Cornell. I think just overall really struggled um, to keep up with Cornell, who statistically is one of the fastest uh, teams in the country. They're actually number one in uh, average average possession length uh, per Ken Palm. It was 13 and a half seconds going into uh, going into last night. It's since dropped to 13.8. Uh, but fastest team in the country uh, in terms of possession length. 10th they were ninth in the country coming in they've gone on to 10th in uh adjusted tempo um again that's also per ken tom um in general like canisius i think just struggled to keep up um with that cornell offense i mean it was 46 to 30 at the half cornell shot 61 percent from the game they only missed they only missed 
nine shots the entire second half. <laughs> I like that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's extremely impressive. I mean, to be able to play at such a pass, uh, a pass pace, a fast pace, and be efficient from the field. I mean, that's that's definitely a recipe for success, and that's a recipe right. to score a lot of points. And I mean, putting up eighty nine is certainly nothing to scoff at. Right. That's for sure. They they average they were averaging eighty six coming in the game. So like. You know, if you're looking at the totals here, Kobe Dixon, seven and nine, Jordan Jones, five of seven, Greg Dola, five of five, uh, Sarju Patel, four of nine, Chris Mannon, two of five, uh, Sean Hansen, four of five, a couple guys, you know, one for one, one for two. Um, you know, just generally, just such they, they, that's a good Cornell team. And they're what, five and one on the season now, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, six and one, sorry, six and one. Um, and their only loss was an 11 point loss to Penn state, who that's a big 10 team that you're not going to beat. Um, but this is a team that, that had some good wins. They, they beat Colgate. Uh, they beat Lafayette. They beat Binghamton. Um, they, they come down and beat Canisius. Uh, a lot of common opponents I've noticed, uh, just for a lot of these teams, Canisius is playing in general. Cornell is actually playing Coppin state on Friday. Um, Coppin State, so that was a wild one. I did not think Canisius was going to pull that game, but they ended up pulling it out on a couple of Yako Fritz, uh, on a, one Yako Fritz free throw with a second on the clock. They win that 76 uh, to 75. That game was part of the Lake Erie Challenge um, that Canisius finished second out of three teams in. Uh, that was Cleveland State, Coppin State, and the Griffs. Um, yeah, Cleveland State went 2-0, Griffs went 1-1, one one. Uh, Coppin State lost both games. Um, so, you know, they're two, Canisius is 2-5 and five now, heading into league play, but generally I think it was a bit of a clunker last night. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of this team yet, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – I don't know, man. It's really one of those things that – Having having watched a few of their games, right? I mean, you know, you you watch that and you see Malik Green is the guy, right? Sixteen right. and six, or almost all. Oh, if you round up, seventeen and seven on the year, sixteen six and six six rebounds. Um, Armand Harid has stepped up. Seem Eitendahl has stepped up. I just Seem Eitendahl. I've been really. I think he's probably him and Armand Harid have definitely made the two in terms of two guys on the team who have made the biggest leaps this year. It's definitely those. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I've been a little disappointed in Jordan Henderson's early start to the season. I thought coming in, he was going to be like next to Malik green, the guy to, you know, score and supply the grips with points. And Mm -hmm. I think he's been a little bit underwhelming so far. Um, Certainly long, long way to go, long season to go. Right. Um, They've really played a lot of guys though. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah, used their it, bench. They've you right. know, pretty much you, you've got if I can count here. Uh let's see. They're traditionally One, two, playing ten. Uh Xavier Long had yeah. a DNP last night, which I was a little surprised by, but um yeah, not a hundred percent sure what's going on with there. But I, I I did say at the beginning of the season, this is a nine this is like a ten deep roster right now. And so far they're doing that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think using that depth is, is, is important because if right. you can have a guy just randomly step up and randomly get hot and they've got good minutes points last night. Yeah, exactly. So 
I think that especially going into conference play, that's important because, right. you know, non-conference is non-conference. It is what it is. But right. with Mac play starting this coming weekend or next weekend. Yeah, no, this coming weekend. This weekend. This week, um, weekend. You know, that's, that's when things start to get real. Right. So. Yeah, they, they have that weird stint because they'll have those two conference games this weekend, Fairfield and Monmouth, and then they'll play four more non-conference games. Uh, and that's Northern Kentucky, Youngstown State, Buffalo, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, and then really jump back into the league play. That Then we're looking at New Year's Eve. They're at St. Peter's um, on December 31st. And they jump in, play Siena January 2nd. And then it's league play the rest of the way. Um, so I think that might be a little bit of a weird thing that they're doing. Um, there, There is just generally some MAC games this weekend, some in-league games. Um, just to kind of start out, give, give these teams a little bit of a, a taste of league play. Um, I think this is how it, how that's designed. Then you can go back and, you know, play a couple non-conference games to really start tuning yourselves up because really that's what, 20% of your schedule, two out of those 20 games, two out of those 20 league games you're going to play. Um, or is that 10%? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not a ma- I'm not a math teacher. I have no idea. Ten percent. Oh my god, not a math pod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all, all those numbers I got were off of Ken Palm, so I, I wasn't the one actually uh, doing the math on that. So, yeah, like I said, I, it's going to give these teams a little bit of a a little bit weak play uh, taste. Get a couple non-conference games in, a few more to really tune yourselves up, and then you can get into the meat of the season in January. Mm-hmm. which is still a month away yeah although tomorrow is december and that's not tomorrow's december oh, that's not okay in my well i mean it's okay but it's also not clicking in my mind no i can't believe thanksgiving's already passed yeah I... we were talking about that last week <laughs> <laughs> so weird man yeah um anyway some other so jump in at some other notable results to mac i have three to bring up here okay um i think i know what the first one's gonna be yeah i i, I think we all know Iona on Thanksgiving day beats Alabama, then number 10 in the country. Uh, they are now what's Alabama now they're number oh boy, 16 in the country now. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Like Rick Patino doing it. I know man. The, the Mac man. Yeah. This is like, I, I genuinely, a, Oh my Barrett God. Louis had a huge block right at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, it's so funny too, because we were legitimately talking about like, I mean, obviously, you know, since then Iona's had two losses, you know, obviously you lose to Kansas, nothing to scoff at Belmont, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we were at one point discussing how, you know, oh, you know, Iona's really good, but you know, they're not an at large bid team. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just good by the max standards. Right. I mean, they yeah, beat they Alabama and they were, they beat Alabama. They were six and oh, at one point. And I'm thinking in my mind, this team could, this team is going to have votes for the top 25 next They week. did. They, they did. Yeah. They had a vote. I mean, one, like but it was yeah, one singular vote, but I mean, that's so crazy. You know what I right. mean? Like, I think it's one of those things to me where it's like, we knew this team was going to be really good. Right. I did not think that they were going to be this good this early. <laughs> right. It's really, really my And, you know, I, I had said um, – I feel like I've mentioned this before on, on the pod. My mom is an Iona alum, and she asked me, like, 
how do you think this game is going to go? And I said, I think Alabama wins, but they don't cover. The spread on that game was Alabama minus 12 and a half. So I had said, Alabama wins, but it's in the single digits, basically. I did not expect Iona to win at all. Because like you said, I didn't expect them to be this good this early in the season. And yeah, like you said, um, if they can end up going, you know, like a 17 and three, 18 and two in the league, that they'll definitely be in the conversation for an at-large bid if they end up not winning the league tournament and it ends up going to somebody else. I personally don't see that happening um, as of right now. But yeah, there's just some, there's generally other good teams in the league too. Um, one of them we'll jump into had a good win uh, the other night um, against a against a power conference opponent. Um, but just generally, Iona's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and like yeah, I, said, I can see them going 17 and three, 18 and two in the league. Yeah. At this rate. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, you know, Monmouth has had some pretty good results. Uh, right. you know, that's the team. I, uh, that's the team I'm going to get into next. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, at this rate, Monmouth is like the only team that I look at that I'm like, I mean, they can maybe have something for them, right. but my God, I know. And it, 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 I don't even know what, what more can you say other than Rick Pitino and right. It, it's, it's remarkable. That it is, is all I can say is just that it it's is. remarkable. It is. Uh, absolutely. So uh, the other Mac result I do want to get into um, Monmouth beats Cincinnati Uh that was 61 to 59 in Cincinnati on Saturday. Uh, Marcus McQuarrie, 18 points in, in that game. Shavar Reynolds had 14 on six of seven shooting. Um, Cincinnati was one of those teams that we didn't expect them to have a good start, but they did. They end up going, they end up starting the season five and oh. Granted, they've lost two straight then. Since then, one of them was to Arkansas on Tuesday, which is absolutely a forgivable loss. Uh, but they beat Illinois by 20. They beat Georgia. Uh, they beat down on Evansville. I mean, those other two games were Alabama, A&M, and Presbyterian. Um, <laughs> so I'm not looking at those games. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking at that second game of the year against Georgia and then the last three games uh, for Cincinnati. Bit of a surprise for them. But, anyway, um, like you said, I do think – Monmouth might be the only team in this league um, that can give Iona a run for their money. Um, you know, like I said, that's a good team. And that's, I, I'm excited to, to watch Monmouth on that. They play at Canisius on Sunday afternoon. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they respond to having won five straight games uh, since their season opening loss a couple weeks ago. Yeah. No, I think so too. I think so too. I mean, I could easily see them sweeping Niagara and Canisius this weekend, starting oh, off two yeah. and zero in conference play. Easily could see that. Right. I mean, at that point, you're sitting at seven and one, two and zero in conference. I, they're on a what one, two, three, six game road trip. Yeah. Is right now. Yeah, and I mean, you you know, after that, you're at St. John's, at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh is certainly winnable. Oh um, yeah. At St. John's tougher game but i suppose it's winnable i mean you know what i mean it's pittsburgh is never going to win a game again but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh you know I'm, I'm curious to see you know i think that st john's game will be a very interesting test right. for them um you know 
I think Cincinnati, St. Joe's were also two very good, you know, measuring stick games. Princeton for them. is good too. Yeah, Princeton as well, another good game. But I think that St. John's game of all their non-conference, I would say, is probably their most noteworthy game. Yeah, I, I, um, I tend to agree with that. It's 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 a more of a regional game too. Yeah, right. So, um, curious to see how that turns out. Uh, that's on the ninth, so that's we'll we'll be able to talk about that in a couple of weeks. But right. Um, yeah, I think this is a <laughs> pretty much going back to what I was just saying. I think at the moment. Iona is the best team in the MAC. This is the second best team in the MAC. Uh, mm. I think, I think you, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that disagrees with that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Manhattan's good too. They're they're five and one now. Had a nice win over Liberty uh, on the twentieth, so two Saturdays ago. Um, but other than that, basically everybody is hovering around five hundred or below five hundred. Uh, quick, quick shout to Niagara. Nice true road win over Colgate last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they beat them 70 to 59. Um, that's another team that's kind of weird, I'd say, because they lost to St. Thomas, but then they beat Youngstown State and Colgate. Um, you know, Mark, Marcus Hammond looked like that all league player. Um, last night, Jordan Cintron, uh, had a good, had a good game, 18.7 of eight shooting. Marcus Hammond almost had a triple double. Um, you know, Marcus Hammond is becoming that all-league player. He definitely played like it last night. Another shout to Greg Kaku of Menza. Uh, I feel like he's been at Niagara forever. <laughs> um, That's so true. <laughs> this, this is his fifth year. This wow. is his fifth year. He's that played is crazy. That is so true. 16 career games there. <laughs> and this is his final season. So That's crazy. That dude's been there forever. Oh, my God. Yes, um, yes he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, good, good true road win. Um for Niagara last night. Um, you know, the rest of the league, like I said, hovering around 500, uh, a little before it, or a little under it, sorry. Um, so, yeah, conference play this weekend. Looking forward to seeing uh, how those results go. Yeah, no um, doubt. Yeah. So, I'll jump, we'll jump into national now. Um, I'll start out with on Friday, I went to day two of the NIT preseason tip off. Um, at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, I went down with a friend of mine who is uh, a current Virginia Tech student. Uh, we saw Xavier beat Virginia Tech 59 to 58. Really good win for a shorthanded Xavier team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had COVID that problems, game. didn't they? Yeah, they had they had injury problems. Injuries. Uh, no, no, or no, they did have Adam Kunkel in that game. Um, Nate Johnson put up 30 in that game. Um, they were without. They were without Colby Jones, who's the second leading scorer. Um, they were without – were they without Paul Scruggs? No, they did have Paul Scruggs, but he didn't really do anything. Um, yeah, they didn't have – so they didn't have Jones. Uh, they did not have Jerome Hunter, um, who averages five points a game for them. Uh, they did not have Deontay Miles. Um, they did not have Kai Kai Tandy. Or they did have Kai Kai Tandy. I'm sorry. Um, but shorthanded win for Xavier, really good win for them. Uh, they are up to, are, are they still ranked? Cause they were 25 in the country at the time. They're not ranked anymore. Um, but good win for Xavier. Um, that's a good team. I think Virginia tech is a good team too. I think they're going to, they, they did not perform well, um, in Brooklyn lost both games came in last in that four team tournament. 
um, after a loss to Memphis on Wednesday night. But I, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I think they'll probably probably be a bubble team in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second game I do want to talk about, and it's been <coughs> sorry, one of the uh, biggest surprises in college basketball this season, and that's the Iowa State Cyclones. They are 6-0 and um, on the season. Now, they beat Xavier first night of the tournament, and then they beat up on Memphis yeah. in the title by game almost 20. Uh, of that tournament. They win by 19. It, was, it wasn't even that close. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that had the makings of a 30-point game. Uh, Gabe Kalsher had 30 points um, for Iowa State. Tristan Anunara, uh had 11. Uh, Aljaz Kunk had 11. Isaiah Brockington, who was their leading scorer uh, at the time, only had nine in that game. So that just shows, like, you know, how many different guys can do it for Iowa State. But I think this game was also more about Memphis losing by 19, which I'm I'm a little concerned about Memphis, I have to say. Um, You know, the the thing that I kept thinking of while I was watching that game is Amani Bates is such a talent. Right. And we knew mm-hmm. that coming into the season. This is true. He's not a point guard. He's just no. not a point guard. Yeah. And they play him at point guard. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's a kind of a case where it's like, he's like, like you said, he's so talented and he can do a lot. So they just kind of want him to do everything. Right. You know what I mean? Like they know he's capable of it. So it's just like, Oh yeah, go. Amani, just do whatever you want, Amani. Like, right. Do whatever you want. When in reality, I think that if they start playing him more towards his strengths, um, you know what I mean? If you get him off the ball and – I mean, obviously still get him the ball, of course. Right. He's probably your best player. I'm, I'm going to bring up another point when you're done talking. But Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, just continue to get him the ball, but I almost feel like he'd be better off being fed. You know what I mean? Like – if you can get him an ISO or something like that, where he doesn't have to, you know, run a play or, you right. know, be forced to drive. Like, I, I almost feel like you'd be, they, they'd be better off, but yeah, go have a And you know, the say. thing I was going to say with that um, kind of does agree with your point in that he should be like out playing on the wing more, I think. And cause he had, a, he had a couple plays towards the end of this game where they put him on the wing and he just made a jumper. I was like, I mean, those were in garbage time the last five, six minutes of the game. But I was like, that's his play. That's what Memphis should have been doing with him all game. And they did not do that. They ran him at point guard all game. And, yeah, this is – I mean, he can he can hit the three ball. Uh, 30, he shoots 38% from three. Um, but I think just Memphis, I think just generally they don't have a true point guard, and I think that's going to hurt them down the stretch as they get into league play. I mean, I think they do very, very well um, in the American because they don't have a ton of competition in that league. Uh, but there are some good teams in that league, and I do kind of worry about them for for that reason in that they don't have that true point guard that they can go to to run a play to hit those big shots. Another thing I do want to bring up is Jalen Duran has been, I think, disappointing. He only had eight points combined in those two games against oh. Virginia Tech and, and Iowa State. He was very disappointing. He was, I thought he was practically invisible mm-hmm. um, in that game. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's 
I mean, you know, Amani Bates can do it all, but you're going to need, you know what I mean? You're going to need some right. help. And, you know, obviously Jalen Duran's the kind of guy that coming into the season, I think a lot of people expected him to just be the the, the number two punch in, right. in that offense. So, I mean, and yeah, they're going to they're gonna need to get him going for sure. Right. So, um, yeah, that was kind of all I had on Memphis. Iowa yeah. State has been one of the biggest surprises I know. Uh, in college basketball Bro, this I season. Mean, where did they go? Were they not like two and twenty-two, zero and eighteen in the Big Twelve they, last okay, year? They did not win a single league game last year. They've not already won. tripled their win they went total. Zero and eighteen. They've tripled their win total already. Already. <laughs> <laughs> oh and we're in God. November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that is nuts. That is, yeah. I know. I feel like I'm glad we're giving them the credit that they deserve because that is yeah. Un- unbelievable yeah not not too many people are talking about them yet yeah but they, they're they're ranked now they're one of 20 undefeated teams left in the country um they're, they're just doing it you know their next their next real test is on saturday they're playing at creighton um which i think will be interesting well, which i think will uh be an interesting game but yeah it's a lot of credit to this team isaiah brockington gabe Kalshore, tyrese hunter that's a good, you know, three guys to to put it off, to run that offense. I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I do worry about their depth a little bit because their fourth leading scorer is at is Aljaz Kunk, and he is only averaging 6.8 points a game. He's fourth on the team. So I do worry about depth a little bit, um, but I do think they'll end up getting those guys to, to step up a little bit uh, in terms of scoring. Yeah. I think so too. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see how they do over the next couple of weeks, this, this Iowa state team. Mm-hmm. Um, so next thing I want to bring up is another game that happened Friday, which like we haven't even touched on yet. Uh, we have a new number one <laughs> as, as Duke we beats do. Gonzaga 84 to 81. I was only able to watch like the last, eight to eight or 10 minutes of that game because I got, we got back to the hotel at like probably about 10 after 12. Um, so didn't, uh, didn't get to watch a ton of that game, but what I did watch was really good. And I, I think Duke might be right now. I would say Duke is the best team in the country. I mean, Paolo Benchero, such a good player, unbelievably good player. Um, you know, say what you will about, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I think Drew Timmy and Chet Holgren might be the best one-two in the country. But Banchero is just so good. Mm-hmm. I know. He's – it's kind of crazy because I feel like coming – I mean, coming into the season, obviously, everybody knew the name. Everybody knew he was going to be good. But I feel like the consensus, number one, in terms of draft pick, was was Holmgren. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like everybody just and Charles expected... gonna going to have a case. Yeah, I know. I mean, just the, I yeah. mean, after that game, the number of tweets and social media talk I saw where it was like, who's the number one prospect? Is it Banchero? Is it Holmgren? Like, he, I feel like that game was almost like, I hate to call it a coming out party for somebody as talented and well-known as Banchero, but it, it almost kind of was, you know what I mean? Like, to do, to do what he did on that big of a stage against, at that time, the number one team in the country – to solidify your team, the number one spot in the country. I mean, right. that's, that's noteworthy. That's impressive for, uh, 
right. guy in his what sec, sixth, seventh game game of college basketball to do that. Right, That's pretty noteworthy. Yeah, because I mean he's played seven games and he's averaging eighteen a game. Yeah, he's eight eighteen and set eighteen and almost eight. Yeah, as a freshman. Not too I mean, shabby. Unbelievable. Wendell too shabby. Ward has been stepping up too. He's at eighteen and eighteen and six. Um, but yeah, this this Duke team, I I think is extremely talented. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I, and I think they deserve that number one ranking. Yeah, I, I, I kind of said that like it's so on brand that like Purdue stayed at number two and Duke is number one. Uh, but Duke deserves that number one ranking, bro. I mean, you beat the number one team, right? You know what I mean? I think that's pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? Right. I I don't really think there's any reason for them not to be number one. You know, right. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I agree. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I am too. Um, speaking of Gonzaga had some trouble with uh, Tarleton state last night. Did you see that? I did. I, I did. I did peep that. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I they, saw they, that only, on they only be in my nine. That, that's that Billy Gillespie magic right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. They got. I was, uh, I, I was telling. Uh, I was telling Brian, and you know Brian. I do know Brian. Um, what one of my roommates, that Billy Gillespie has had one, two, three, four, five different Division One head coaching jobs, and he's never lasted more than three years at any of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that guy who like just continues uh, to get jobs. Yeah, that's. That's pretty funny, man. I love I love that. That's just like he was two years at UTEP, three years at Texas AM, two years at Kentucky, one year at Texas Tech, and this is his second year at Tarleton State. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is so crazy. He, he had like he had a six-year stint at Ranger College or five-year oh, stint. Oh, okay. A JUCO. Oh, okay. I was about to say I have no idea what that is. So they're they're a JUCO. I see. Um his first year, the entire season got vacated. So technically his record there is 0-38, <laughs> um, which is on branch with him. So yeah, anyway, that was just something I, I wanted to bring yeah, up. That's just funny, yeah. honestly. That's that's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious stat. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, hilarious. So, yeah, Gonzaga will face uh, Alabama on Sunday yeah. or Saturday. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, uh, that'll be an interesting game for them. Duke is playing at Ohio State tonight. That game starts at, that's game starts in about ten minutes. Oh man! Um, so that'll be yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think uh, I think that Gonzaga Alabama game. I mean, that's that's a big bounce back game for Gonzaga. They need that. Oh, it is. They really need that. And it's a heck of a chance for Alabama to you know be competitive. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's one of those games. Right. Where it's like a big. It's a big game for both sides because right. obviously Gonzaga just had you know. That's a, that's a tough loss to Duke. I mean, a good Duke team, but either right. way, a tough loss. But, you know, they need this to kind of reassure everybody, hey, we're still Gonzaga, we're still here. And right. in the case of Alabama, obviously, they just lost Iona. Um, you know, they're coming off a bit of a rough stretch. So, you know, that would be a hell, hell of a statement win for them. Right, right. So, yeah, that's definitely Al- one. Alabama's got a stretch coming up. If you look at their Today. schedule, at Gonzaga – uh home against Houston or no that's uh Oof. that's a neutral site game against Gonzaga but it's basically a true home game for Gonzaga yeah, it's in Seattle. um home game against Houston then true road game against Memphis dang that back is to back to back that is a stretch so, Tate Oates is throwing down the gauntlet scheduling Damn. them up no doubt schedule, and they didn't they didn't 
play any particularly easy teams in uh, in that ESPN events invitational, which I think is what they now call the Old Spice Classic. Um, oh, yeah, they, they didn't play any slouches in yeah, uh, no, that's in, true in that tournament either. I mean, they beat up on Miami, ninety six to sixty four. I'd say that was a statement win for them. Yeah, um, Miami's doing all right. They're four and three. Mm-hmm. Um, another game that I want to bring up that happened uh in that tournament that involves a uh a then top five team was a thriller right at the end Dayton beats Kansas yeah that is like that game to me is just the epitome of when John Roth seems like anarchy no just college basketball yes like that is straight anarchy because for that that made no sense. No. There is no reason why Dayton should have won that game. Because Dayton had lost to UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. There is no reason. And then Zero they won reason. that tournament. Dayton won that tournament. Yeah. There is no reason for Dayton to have, A, won that tournament, and B, beat Kansas. But it happened. Right. Anarchy. Like, Anarchy. It's, it's nuts. Absolutely so, nuts. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what to make of this Dayton team yet because all of those, all of the guys from that Obi Toppin team who was a, who were a top five team in the country, all of them are gone. Yeah, I was about to like, say there is no remnants. Every single one of them are gone. Yeah, there's no remnants. Right. Or if there is, there's no noteworthy remnants from right. that team. And that that uh, that game winning shot was made by a guy who's averaging six points a game this year, Mustafa <laughs> Amzil. <laughs> Made the game winning oh shot. Like, did you God. see like the floater? Like it was a crazy. Floater. Yeah, no, that was that is yeah. not an easy shot. That's not, that an, not easy an easy shot, shot at all. No, like, oh and that was that God. was a game that that Dayton was down by three with a minute to play, with forty five seconds to play. Yeah, and because Michigan turned it over. Um, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's a tough so, shot. Yeah, holy smokes! I, I, I Kansas is going to bounce back. They'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Um. They they play at they play another one of those games where like it's technically a neutral site game but it's not they're playing St John's at the uh, at the new arena in Elmont oh <laughs> so technically a neutral site game but it's not yeah not really um, see so yeah, I think Kansas would be all right mm-hmm. um, another top ranked team uh, that I want to talk about right now and their game is going on right now as we record. Purdue is beating up Florida State. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're gonna, I mean, yeah, they're up 22 with three minutes to play right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would just like to say, I would just like to say, I'm just pointing this out. Keep in mind who are both of our initial picks to win the national championship this year were. Right. Keep that in mind. I right. mean, I think I changed because I didn't want to say the same answer as Aiden, but we both initially said Purdue. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. This is anyway. Purdue's best team in a very long time, and they've shown it. They're undefeated. They beat North Carolina pretty handily. That game was not as close as as 11 points. Uh, and then they beat Villanova by, by six. Both of those games were neutral site. Um, and then they beat up Florida State tonight. Yeah. They, did, they did have one game in between that, but I'm, we're not going to talk about that game. Uh, <laughs> They beat Nebraska Omaha by 57. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I would just uh, like to say one of my favorite things about this team. I mean, like Zach Ide is just so fun to watch. 
He's right. averaging 17.7 points in 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. He's averaging 17 and 7 in 18 minutes a game. Right. Like, that's that's unbelievable. Absurd. That's absurd. That's absurd. Oh, my God. Like, Jaden Ivey's doing his thing. Travion Williams is doing his thing. Sasha Stefanovic is doing his thing. Like, that Stefanovic has been like one of my favorite players in the country. Like, I know. I was about to say you've been on this. I'm about to say you've been on this. I've Stephon been on that wagon for a long time. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. So like, I'm, pr- I'm proud that he's like one of the best players on the best teams in the country, and one of the best teams in the country now. Because like, I loved him like three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's very. I true. knew him before everybody else did. <laughs> and I take fact. that with pride. Yeah, I was about to say that is that is a <laughs> that is your claim to fame right there. It is. But uh, yeah, I think the you know, the quartet of Ide, Ivy, Stefanovic, Trayvon Williams probably that might be the best, might be the best four right now. anybody else in the country. Yeah. I mean, they are on another level right now. It's, right. it's so, so impressive. And right. I mean, if Duke doesn't beat Gonzaga, they're the number one team in the country, realistically. Or well, well, no, well, hold Gonzaga on. Still well, Gonzaga is still okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. If, if Gonzaga loses and Duke doesn't beat Gonzaga, Purdue's the best team in the country. But oh, yeah, okay. Let me, let, me, let me put it that way. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, damn good team, man. Damn good team. Right. Matt Painter always gets it done, and I he think he's got, he's got a squad that could really get it done this year. I, I, I think there's a good shot at that. This is easily Purdue's best team in a very long time. Yeah. No, I – I would, I would agree with that for sure. I think that's, uh, well, I mean, obviously we'll see about them. Yeah. Um, but Yo, I, I do want to say, I, I forgot to say this, that Gonzaga loss was the first Gonzaga regular season loss in 644 days. That's crazy. February 22nd, 2020 at BYU was the last time they lost a regular season game. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, nuts. I, By the way, I just want to throw out just because we were talking about Pitt earlier. They almost just beat Minnesota, by the way. Minnesota beat them 54-53. Minnesota isn't any good either. Yeah, that is true. I just I just wanted to say I, I know we were talking about Pitt and I literally just glanced up at the at the scoreboard and I was like, oh look at that. Pitt's kind of winning. And then I refreshed and I was like, oh look at that. They lost. So yeah, never mind. How, just how one, many... just one that that's the most that's the most pit talk we'll have on the podcast all year. Yeah. I was going to say who I, I was looking at, I'm looking at the pit roster right now. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, who have I heard of? <laughs> Jamarius Burton. Mm. Cause he was at Texas tech last year. Oh, there you go. And he was good at Wichita state a couple of years ago, but I'm going to be honest. Like that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like if you asked me to name their leading, it's John Huggins, their leading scorer. He's averaging 14 a game. Or if you would ask me to name their highest score, I couldn't tell you. Don't even know who that like is. Like if you had blind, if you had told me to like blindly guess, <laughs> I would not. Have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. If you can't, there's no way, I could, no way I could. So <laughs> they're oh good. They're they've lost two by games now. Remember, remember a couple weeks ago we said Pitt can't make a habit out of losing by games, and then after we said that they lost another by game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> they lost to UMBC. Oh man, they lost to UMBC. Yeah, that is hilarious. They, they lost to Citadel by fifteen, West Virginia by fifteen, Vanderbilt by sixteen, UMBC by ten. They lose to Minnesota by one. That is 
Well, Pitt. Oh, they have Virginia on Friday too, and Virginia's not good either. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like I said, that's that's the most pit talk we'll have that's on the most, podcast yeah, all year. You know, may, maybe they'll pull off an upset at some point this year, but the upset will be of like NC State. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's only one ranked team in the ACC right now, and it's Duke. That's wow. I didn't realize that until now. That's crazy, actually. Yeah, There's only one ranked what? team in the ACC. That's nuts. Yeah. And they're the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah. So they have um, one team. So let, let's go out. Let's go out to the West Coast because I have two teams to to discuss here. All right. Or I have I have a number of teams to discuss on the West Coast. Right <laughs> um, what's going on with Oregon? I'm not gonna lie to you. I just think they're not that good. <laughs> I think that might be it. Yeah, honestly, I know. I mean, coming into the season, I they started know. the year number twelve in the country. Uh, they get they blow out SMU, but then they get blown out by BYU. Who, speaking of, I was right about BYU. <laughs> uh, that you were. That you were. Yeah, I said at the beginning of the year, BYU stays healthy. They're a top fifteen team in the country. Well, and behold, right now they're twelve. So <laughs> I was right. Um, but anyway, hey, Oregon, hey. go what? They did beat Chaminade though. Okay. They did beat. <laughs> hey man, I Chaminade did beat Virginia that one time. All right, keep they that did. in mind. They, they did, did beat Chaminade. They beat that was like in the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah. They beat Cal a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That did happen during, during the. It was during the uh, Y King Jones years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah, him? Yeah. Probably the first that time we've happen. ever talked about him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there's a first for everything on the on the Talking Smack podcast. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, they, well, uh, Oregon goes into the Maui Las Vegas Invitational. They do beat Chaminade, as you said. Uh, then they lose to St. Mary's and lose to Houston. Got smoked by so Houston, by the they way. They got smoked by Houston. They they lost by 29. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, they lost to St. Mary's by 12. Which they only, I mean, St. Mary or Oregon only scored 15 points in the first half in that Maris, in that St. Mary's game. Um, and only 19 in the first half against Houston. So not great. Yeah, no, not, 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 uh, not great they, at all. They, they need like, they just need to start like, they need like, this is going to be a weird point to make. Like they need to start scoring points. Yeah. Cause they're three losses. <laughs> there are three losses, right? 49, 50, 49. Yeah. Yeah. When they yeah, score, I, when they score more than fifty-one points, they're four and zero. This is true. Numbers yeah, I mean, I mean, not only they like, just against a good team. Right. I mean, they they've been every good team that they've played. I mean, other than SMU, really, and I mean, SMU's in a pretty good team, but they're not, you know, a world beat. They're not. No. Say. Not by any stretch. Yeah. Anytime they're they played a good team, they've gotten smoked. They've right. done nothing against an actual good team this year. So, right. yeah, I mean, they're going to have to start scoring and they're going to have to start winning games. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. They, they had like <laughs> – That was actually like, really – that was really blatantly obvious. They just got to score and win games. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how blatantly obvious that was until I said it. 
they had they had like um they had like the opposite of the Maui bump. Whatever the opposite of that is, that's what <laughs> Oregon had. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not a great week for Oregon. They beat Montana last night. Um, they put they play Arizona, they kick off week play on uh, Sunday. They play in Arizona State, who Bobby Hurley's seat is pretty warm. I get the no sense doubt. after going 0 yes, 3 and after going 0 3 in battle for Atlantis. Um, yeah, not a good start for them. Anyway, I want to move over. There's three ranked teams in the Pac 12, by the way. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's crazy, man. There's one ranked team in the ACC and three in the Pac-12. That's right. That's crazy. What a time to be another, alive. Now we're bringing up another conference that currently has two ranked teams and might like send. I want to say four teams to the tournament this year. The West Coast Conference, just True. in general, like we've talked about Gonzaga, obviously, uh, BYU. Who I, who I mentioned earlier, and they beat Oregon. BYU is number 12 in the country. I remember saying, I, it might have been, it was either on Twitter or the podcast, maybe both, that I said, if BYU stays healthy, they're a top 15 in the country. And all they've done since then is go 6-0, and and they're number 12 in the country now. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you, I've, uh, you, you deserve the credit there because you were on yeah. the BYU bandwagon. I've been on the BYU you, bandwagon. You were on it. So I think Alex Barcelo is a damn good player yeah. and he's their leading scorer right now um Fosayini Traor has been good for them uh Tayshaun Lucas uh has been good for them and just like yeah really really good team who I think and I think just in general uh with the WCC this year like you're looking at you're looking at this league top to bottom right you have two undefeated teams still left because BYU is undefeated. San Francisco technically has the best record in the country at eight and all. Um, Never really beat anybody, but. No, I mean, but they're eight and all. Yeah, they are. I'm about to say, yeah, they're eight. No, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like they haven't beat a ranked team, but yes, right. they are eight. No. And that's noteworthy. Right. Um, they play Arizona state in December, which I suppose is somewhat noteworthy. Although like right. you said, Bobby Hurley is on the hot seat. They're not playing very well, but. Right. Still a power five team. They're playing UNLV on on uh oh yeah on I didn't Saturday. That one. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that might be interesting. That game is in San Francisco. I've been on that San Francisco bandwagon I, since last time. year. Yeah, you 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 hyped that team up so much last year. You really did. I and, remember. You know, I really wanted them to have a chance um to make the tournament last year. They didn't really do it in Todd Golden's first year. They did not do it. Um, this is a program that hasn't made the tournament since 1998, has only been in one NCAA tournament since 1982. That's so and, crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, because, like, I feel like they've been in more tournaments. Like, I don't know if that's oh. just me. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's nuts to me. No, I mean, I guess it did. makes sense because Gonzaga has been so good for the past 20 years. Right. But They were in the NIT in 2014. Hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm about to say, like, it, now that I think about it, yeah, Gonzaga's kind of won the won the conference yeah. the past 20 years or so. Right. Areas, so I guess it makes because sense. Because I but. think and and I think just generally, like this top half of the WCC is really good. And that's why I say they could send three or four teams to the tournament. Maybe four. I'm I'm thinking probably four. Yeah. 
because you have. I can see it. I, I, I see six teams here that are good. BYU, San Francisco, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Portland, Santa Clara. I think probably four of those get in. Yeah, I can the see San it. Francisco's 8-0, BYU's 6-0, Gonzaga, obviously Gonzaga. St. Mary's is 7-1. Uh, their only loss came to Wisconsin. Uh, that was in the Maui final. Uh, lost to them by six. Um, but, yeah, the teams we aren't really talking about, Portland – uh, is seven and two again? They haven't really played anybody, um, so I think they could end up falling off a little bit. Um, but Santa Clara has had a couple good wins. They beat Stanford. They beat Nevada. They beat TCU. Um, I think that's a program that could make some noise and kind of be one of those under the radar programs that people don't really see. And I mean, this could be a team that even. I don't want to go super, super far here, but I think this could be a team that wins an NCAA tournament game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, right. I, I'm personally, I'm all for four big West coast conference. Let's yeah. do it, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's freaking do it. So what we were talking about four bid mountain West last year. We were, that is we true. We didn't get that. We got three. Almost all very, close. very close. We were very close. But, um, I'm all, but yeah, this year, I'm all in on four bid West Coast. I'm down, man. Yeah. I'm 100% down with that. And I'm going to go. Because <laughs> here's the thing. BYU, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's are all going to get it, right? Most likely, I want yeah. San Francisco and Santa Clara to get it. Give me Yo. five bid West Coast. Yo. It's not, it's not realistic. I don't not think. realistic, I think but you know what? You know but... what? Think about it this way. If we can get, like, if San Francisco and Santa Clara – both knock off like if they, if one of them beats BYU, one of them beats Gonzaga somehow, or like right. I mean, if you can get a quality win in there, right? We'll see. And, you know, but, and you yeah. know, here's the thing: like I like I said, I do think Portland falls off if those kind of five teams. Obviously, like if you're a if you're a conference commissioner or who or whatever, you want all the teams in your league to be quote unquote good, right? Correct. Um, but I think if those teams that group of five teams will say really just only beats each other and just collectively beats up on the rest of the league i'm talking like Loyola marymount pacific san diego pepperdine um you know you could have four teams that are well over 100 100 so i think those are i mean this might be a league that has like three or four 20 win teams in it yeah I, I think that's definitely it. realistic. I think so too. I don't see yeah. why not. So, anyway, that, that that's my uh, yeah. that's my thought. And that also that also makes conference. the conference tournament extremely interesting. Extremely oh, yeah. interesting because because if you have one of those almost... sneaky like like say like you know you have San Francisco, BYU, Gonzaga, St. Mary's like just hypothetically those are like your four teams that likely would get in at large. You right. still have a Santa Clara team that's really good and can easily win the tournament and throw a wrench in the works. You know what right. I mean? So I think that'll be that'll be a fun conference to watch this year, no doubt. Right. I do. I mean, I do think it's unlikely that anybody except Gonzaga will get the auto bid from that league because, yeah, to win the auto bid in that league, you have to go through Gonzaga. Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, <laughs> that is true. That, Unless... I mean, that's been a known fact for the past twenty years now. Yeah, that is that is a fact. So that's a fact. Um, yeah, that's my that's my those, that's my thoughts about the West Coast Conference right now, and I think uh, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. So that was all I had to um, 
to hit on. There's 20 undefeated teams left in the country right now. BYU is number 12 um, in the country. That was all I uh, had to talk about. Is there anything that you wanted to bring up? And there was one, there was one game, one game that caught my eye this okay. past week. It, it, it took place. Um, it, it was between UC Davis and the Academy of Art University. I'm not sure if you, <laughs> I'm not this. sure if you saw this. I'm, I'm, I, I hope you saw this. this. This was this this blew my mind. This blew my mind. All right. Okay. This the Academy of Art University. This is a Division two art school in San Francisco. Yes. I tweeted about this. Game. Yes, I know. I I retweeted <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure you tweeted too. Okay. This team on their jerseys has Art U, just like art, like art, art like paint art. Yes. They beat. I, I said UC on Twitter Davis. they're really good at drawing up plays. Yes. <laughs> yes they beat uc davis a d1 school by 19 points 79 60 yeah. i thought that that was like i i don't even care like friggin pepperdine could be gonzaga later this year i don't even care this is my favorite <laughs> upset of the year this is academy my favorite of upset arts. of the year i've never even heard of the academy of art no i, I actually i know i have a friend of mine that lives in san jose I texted her okay. and was like, is this real? Like, is this actually a real school? And she was like, yeah, I think I've heard of it. So confirmed <laughs> it is real. This is not a real. This is not a, um, what was that one? Uh, who, who was the high school dude? Like the football team that wasn't real that was playing IMG. Oh yeah. I forgot. Oh. I forgot what the name of that school was, but this is not of that situation. This is a real team. This actually happened. And I am. I am I, so I here for it. Shout hold out on, to the yeah, yeah, Bishop Sycamore. Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, yeah. It's not a Bishop <laughs> Sycamore situation. Shout yeah. out to the, to the Academy of Art University. Yes. I you have a new fan. Go art. There you, you go. Go art. Go what's art. That? What's, yeah, what's go their art. nickname? I gotta know their art now. I gotta know their nickname. Oh yeah. Oh what, the what, Urban the, Knights. The Urban Knights. <laughs> That's right. That I that was almost the best part. I almost forgot about that. The Urban Knights, not the, the Gray Academy Knights. Academy of Art Urban Knights. Not the Gold Knights, the Silver Knights, the Urban Knights. They're the Urban Knights. So the school is in where? It's in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, San D2 Francisco. school in San okay. Francisco. Okay. So, yeah, shout out to the Academy of Art University. Well, you, you said San Jose, so I was like. Oh, no, no, no. That's my friend. My friend. A friend of mine. My friend's from San Jose. My okay. From San Jose. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, you. Yeah, shout out the, shout shout out the out Academy there. of Art University. Um. <laughs> Like I said, you have a new fan. I will not be following your they're game. They're playing San. But... Hey, they're playing San Francisco December twenty eighth. No shot. Are you serious? Yep. I might have to find a stream of that game. <laughs> Tuesday, December twenty eighth, nine p.m. Solely for the memes, guys. Yes. That's the game All of the in. year, right there. That's game of the year. Screw Duke and Zaga. That's game of the year. Yes, I agree. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's all I got. I did. I had there to. I had to shout out Art U. Yeah, absolutely. They deserve that shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.